Welcome to episode 23 of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is uh, December 1st, 2020. Fuck. I remember to do the date this time. We made it. Yeah. This is uh, this is the the, tra- the trajectory of my my broadcasting ability is I finally figured out how to work the date into my intro. Um Dor- Dor- Danko. <laughs> Who? Uh, my name is Michael Debs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Joining me today is uh, Danko Suvin. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, sure. As always, very affable, affable gentleman. Uh, yeah, who, I'm usually here and affable. Who accompany, and, and, accompanies and affable. me on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, how you doing today, buddy? I don't know. This is starting well. Yeah, no, it it started well where I got the intro right, <laughs> and then uh, and then I fucked it from there. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know. I I have uh, nothing clever to say. Okay. Uh, things well, are bad. Yeah. No. Things, things, things are bad. bad. Things get worse every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, maybe maybe a little channel update is in order. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> update me. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's, okay. what's going yeah, on? Uh, you need to be out soon. Oh. Um, Oh yeah, because <laughs> uh, we're moving. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I forgot to tell you a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, maybe that's... maybe bad timing. I don't know. Um, I mean, how soon do we do we do I do uh, Friday? Do we... Friday oh, would be best. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um. All right. It's just you uh, know. The building inspector came around, found a couple mm. of uh, water leaks in the dungeon walls, and uh, I don't think that's what happened. I think yeah, it's, this is this is still being recorded in I, an upstairs bedroom. I think it has more to do with <laughs> uh, with with uh, vulture uh, vultures of capital. Oh, it does right? have to do a is lot that, with vulture capitalism. Yeah, um, after uh, paying probably like a, a third of uh, our landlords. Um, lease on this player, just hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like probably like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars af- yeah. after like the it four years right. I've lived here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've decided to sell the house out from underneath me. And, yeah, uh, that means that I must now uh, relocate. Um, but they're compensating you in some way, right? They're they're not killing me. I guess that's good of them. Yeah, technically they could do that. It wouldn't be legal, but they could. You yeah, know? I mean, would you, would you isn't tell on them? Like odd thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> would you tell on them if they did? I mean, well, what no, do you if do? They killed you'd me, if they killed it? me, I would not be able to tell on them because yeah, I wouldn't be dead. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, what? That someone's going to check your your home for you after you're dead? You don't have one. Yeah, I mean, so. and and it's not like anybody would miss me. Yeah, enough I mean, to I, like enough to like check up on me. I I would I would I would probably. How many check. months would it take? How many months? Uh, I don't know, maybe like a week. But, oh, but the the less, thing is that I wouldn't know where to look nice. for you. Yeah, and then I wouldn't know how to ask because <laughs> chances are they they take your partner out yeah. too. Well, um, God willing. I mean, yeah, you got to clean up house. Yeah. So, 
Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's update one. Is uh, we're we're moving. Nice. Um, that doesn't really affect anybody uh, who listens to this, uh, except for that the next uh, the next installment may be a little bit late. Uh, our audio quality might take a dip. I don't uh, know. No, I think our right. audio quality is going to be better in some respects. Some respects. Let me, because the the next place I'm moving to, I'm basically going to have one room set up as a uh, dedicated studio. Um, so audio may be really good in some respects, but depending on the connection, uh, the other party has, yeah. <laughs> that, that may be where we run into some issues. Zooming in um, from my phone in a parking lot. Right. <laughs> um, you're always welcome to uh, join me in the studio, of course. But yeah. I understand why you wouldn't want to make the drive to, uh, fucking, you know, where we're moving. I mean, I got a, I got a portable, uh, you know, bed. <laughs> Here's what I'll do. So, I'll get you yeah. a cardboard box. Okay. And we'll line the fuck out of the thing with audio foam. Fuck yeah. And, uh, and I'll just carry it around with me. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's, that would still be really light, you know? So yeah. no, 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 of course. Yeah, I mean, the foam weighs basically nothing. It probably keep heat pretty okay. Yeah, well, the foam is an insulating layer, too. Yeah. Dude, I'm hooking you up here. Yeah, we'll put a little, like, aluminum foil on the outside you know to, we'll, like... We'll get a fridge box so you can, like, even oh. stand up and lay down in it, mostly. Damn. Like, All just, right. Just yeah, see little, just, just see just little feet poking it. Uh, on, on Zoom, I'll just be... Uh, I'll be wandering from city to city, uh, recording podcasts with you. And we'll, and we'll, we'll wrap it in that, uh, that flex seal shit. So it's like mostly yeah. rainproof. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, I'm coming back to Chicago then. Uh, I'll be there in how how long is that walk? Uh, that's got to be at least like check it 20, out. 30 days. Yeah, that seems right. Um, if, if you got a good gait to you, you know. I got long ass legs. Yeah. I'm a fast walker, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those guys. I think you could make it in 30 days. Probably. I mean, it, so for my location, you. you um. No, that's driving. <laughs> Twenty-eight days. Um, if you walk like Dude, a if, if like a, a, thinks, a wimp. Yeah, if Google you know? thinks you can make it in twenty-eight days, you can make it in twenty-four. Right, and I'll, it'll be a little warm in like Arizona, and I'll, it looks like I'll walk straight through four corners. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a check off the old bucket list. Yeah, I, I would get a. I mean, I've been there, but I didn't actually do uh, what I wanted to do. Sometimes you can double check your list. <laughs> well, I mean, it, when I was a kid, I didn't think about how funny it would be to, to shit on four states at the same time. So. Oh, yeah. Or cum. Missed, piss. O- missed opportunity. Really, any release of fluids on four yeah. states at the same time, it sounds very satisfying. Uh, some more than others. If um, you can, like, maybe get into the center. Yeah. And do like maybe like two or three fluids all at the same time while spinning around. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just uh, do a little poo as I do yeah. a little poot. You know, yeah. The uh, poot is that's a. Uh, I get it. Uh, yeah, I meant yeah. I meant semen. Uh, um. Anyway, cool. I'd have well, to cross through Durango though. Uh, that, that's that's gonna be a bummer. That would kind of fuck up the trip a little bit, and it might be cold. Yeah. Well, maybe not Durango. Maybe, maybe stick around here until the spring, and then go on your, your great journey and whatever. In the, in the in the like early spring. Yeah. Maybe late spring. I don't care anymore. Anyways, we'll that's happening. Yeah. Uh, so the oh, next yeah. episode may be uh, released a little bit later than usual. That's what or... we say, but this is all we have now. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
This genuinely is all we have. Uh, there is a Patreon up for this. Uh, as always, the the broadcast will always be free. Um, one of the plans I have for the studio, since I'll, I'll have my own dedicated space for it, is to uh, start making scripted videos, uh, sort of uh, educational um, in in nature, less less uh, less conversational, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Yes, uh, Dorian, you have your workshops going on. I do. I've, I've attended a couple of them. Like I slacked off on the last two because I've been you son of a bitch all over the place. Um, yeah, I but, mean, but those are those are very good. Um, yeah, they're you, going well. Yeah, that's uh, Truncata, which is T R U N C A T A. It is indeed, and you can find that on Patreon. Yes, you can um, on on uh, Patreon. The Benzo Rehab Dungeon is uh, pretty easy to find. It's uh, the only one. The name wasn't taken yet. I I actually also uh, I I made a bad choice, uh, and I ended up tainting my workshop uh, by referring them to multiple Benzo Rehab episodes as part of the syllabus. Oh, geez, that's um, such a mistake. So if they because because I I ended up um, maybe some of the listener knows knows about this guy, but uh, I I assigned that they read a piece by Yukio Mishima. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to clarify that, uh, though it's very funny to refer to him as uh, as a fascist in a, a few ways, he's kind of also not. And so I, I referred them to the fascism episode to, to clarify, okay. um, well, as well as the postmodernism episode, because I've, I've we've been getting a whole lot of like really good um, feedback on that. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was apparently one of our better episodes. Yeah. So um, God knows, I just uh, gotta you know hang out on the spectrum, and people uh, either like me more or find uh, me more entertaining. So, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think that <laughs> just about covers it for for channel news. Channel news. Um, news about the channel, not a channel for news. Um, would you would you like to? Because I think the rest of the our, our talk is going to cover a, a maybe more dark and. Mm. Uh, unfortunate subject it's rare for us would you would you like to start off with something a little bit light a little bit fun uh only if it a little bit gets me erect okay this might work okay um you should be able to see my screen so uh, you already know what i'm talking about well, I actually I, I clicked over to something else oh uh which is unrelated I, to that I, urge i see um, how much you care about this oh broadcast. here we are oh yeah actually that does work that works yeah. really well yeah, yeah so uh the, the headline is and this is uh oh, from man. business insider can i read it it's first thing that came up but yeah, yeah you can oh, I, I didn't read the this whole exciting. article oh you didn't um i just saw this headline and i was like well of course why not start it off with that yeah that's an incredible headline yeah. it's uh whew, it's surprising it's on business insider but uh, you know what it looks like all the stocks up at the top uh, a little clicker here are going up yeah and, they're, 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 uh, they're, so good now, they're good now that biden's been elected <laughs> yeah all right um it's uh, an anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy through a window. We've all been there. We all. We all. Self-fenestration. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Self-defenestration. Uh, I, I mean, I, uh, 25 is a little bit light for me yeah. in the night. But. Well, I mean, my, real, my question is, is he part of the 25-man orgy or is he the 26th man 
because that changes everything. Because everyone assume, has a partner that way. Yeah, and that's that's that. I did have a question about that. Like, it it feels a little bit rude to have twenty five men because we all know that orgies are supposed to be all about you know coupling and monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it seems like somebody may have been left. Like, you know, it's like when you uh, uh, you have a class and uh-huh. the teacher says like, okay. The person on your left is your is your partner for the rest of the uh, semester now, and it's like, oh shit, I'm the odd man out. And then the teacher's like, it's okay, I'll be your partner, and they don't really like do anything. Um, I've never been in that situation, but I had a friend who uh, who was in a class with me that had that happen to them. Uh, you was, betrayed them. Well, I mean, I I had not sat directly by them. And so the rule of turn to your left and that's your partner for the rest of the semester, mm. like, didn't work because yeah. of that. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm straining my mind. I can't think of any sex act that would uh, that would include uh, more than one other partner. Right. Yeah. There's I no mean, there's no way for three people to have sex together. <laughs> no. And it's like, there's not that many usable holes on the human body. So. No, I mean, I've got usable um, one. If you want to stretch it a bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, his name is Joseph Sajir. I don't know how to pronounce that at all. It's Hungarian. Yeah. Uh, forgive me if you are a Hungarian listener and I just offended your native tongue. I don't speak Hungarian and this is the first time I'm seeing this name and I've never heard it said out loud. Uh, an ally of Hungarian Prime <laughs> Minister Viktor Orban resigned from the European Parliament after attending what was described as a 25-man orgy in Brussels. Oh, man. Uh, Joseph, uh, last name. You know, we, we, we should just find recordings of the orgy because I'm sure his name is being said a lot. I'm sure if like we Google searched uh, Hungarian twenty five man orgy, yeah, it's just a, it's yeah, just twenty five people would be just able to chanting pick him that out name. Of the crowd, he's got a very distinct look. He's it's uh, a good beard. It is a good. Be- well, he looks. It's a little like, bit weird on the side here. Yeah, you can kind of see weird. through it, and it kind of looks like he maybe like fluffed it out to make it look bigger oh, than man. it actually is. Yeah, he looks like. Um, he kind of looks like me if I was. Uh, I was thinking. I was Hungarian thinking, uh, and, like and more brain damaged. Like. If uh, if Michael from Vsauce let his hair grow out a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. closer. Yeah. I don't look like the Vsauce guy. I didn't say you did. <sighs> you. Some um, people do. Let's see. I'm a member of uh, the European Parliament representing Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban's Fidesz party has resigned from his position in Brussels after he was caught leaving what reports described as 25-man orgy on Friday. We need the clarification on that. This is crazy. I, I think they just had an odd man out, which, you know, I, I hope that guy found. Well, I mean, after Joseph left, then it was a 24 man orgy. So everybody was paired up. How can we know that? The police really did a favor to this orgy, if, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> there was just, just one guy that was airtight, but he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a little exhausted. And, yeah. and then Joseph had to leave. Um, so he resigned on Sunday after he admitted to breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend a sex party. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm so used to the COVID that I forgot. The 25 that naked men at the gathering, including uh, Joseph and some diplomats. Oh, man, they were just having a party. Oh, rules. Hell yeah. Uh, the Belgian newspaper, La Denier, <laughs> <laughs> uh, reported. 
<laughs> I, I've never, I've never like literally ever heard any Hungarian spoken, so I don't even know like well, that's what that's Belgian they, though. So that's that's just oh, French. Yeah, Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I was still I was still wrapped around the Hungarian thing. No, yeah, it's uh, it's mind it's mind warping. Um, Orban's uh, Orban's Hungarian. Oh, you you missed the quote. That beautiful quote. Oh, we interrupted a gangbang. I did miss that. <laughs> You said I missed it, and I looked like just the lineup, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah." So the uh, the newspaper clo- quoted lo- local police sources saying, "We interrupted a gangbang." Uh, Orbán's Hungarian government has curtailed LGBTQ rights since he was elected prime minister in uh, 2010. Uh, oh. Joseph, who fronted Fidesz in the European Parliament, helped rewrite Hungary's uh, Hungary's <laughs> Hungary's constitution to protect the institution of marriage as the union of a man and a woman and a man and a man and a man <laughs> the, uh, the the ad at the bottom of this page is really beautiful in in combination Ooh, so yeah. it's business insider and it's about a gay orgy but it's yeah. how golfers are shaving strokes off their scores in two weeks oh yeah dude and this guy he's uh he's not holding a a club the way you usually do i'm not a golfer but no it's a little weird way he's like balancing it and it's 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 angled pretty much precisely with what i think is uh the bulge of his cock in his pants it, it, it looks is, pretty yeah. exact i mean there's there's something going on there yeah and hit your irons flush yeah that that probably hey, means man. something that probably means something doesn't doesn't matter who you are what you do sex sells i'm just saying and golf that, is a sexy sport the idea of that iron hitting is f- making me flush just balls getting slapped with but bitch. big iron rods <laughs> <laughs> This, this episode sucks. Yeah. No, it's not going great so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the the, oh. the main subject. Hold of, on. This you, oh, there's God there's you need the last two quotes in this article. Those are incredible. Oh man, how am I missing? Like I said, so I, this is this is the first time I read this article. <laughs> I didn't know what to look for in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, a, a right-wing politician and ally of Orban, climbed out a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter. <laughs> the public prosecutor's office said a source close to the investigation told Politico that officers were called after a complaint about a nighttime disturbance. <laughs> hey. Nice. Uh, oh god there's more uh yeah i don't want to go into is there uh, well just look at the quotes look at the things that are in quotes because th- these people seem to be picking things uh, out very found, cleverly they found narcotics in his bag of course uh just poppers though those aren't narcotics sure man a <laughs> <laughs> uh, passerby reported to the police that he had seen a man fleeing along the gutter he was able to identify the man the man's hands are bloody what? oh god <laughs> it is possible he may he may have been injured while fleeing <laughs> narcotics were found in his backpack <laughs> Uh, he was unable to produce any identity documents. Because he's yeah. not wearing pants yeah. and he's covered he in blood. He didn't, he didn't have his uh, his wall or he didn't, he didn't have his license and tucked away in his jailhouse wallet. Um, let's see. He was present at a private party and apologized. Uh, after the police asked for my identity, since I didn't have my ID on me, I declared that I was a, a MEP. Mm. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, this is a little bit funny. 
I, I deeply regret oh, violating yes. the COVID restrictions. <laughs> it was irresponsible on my part. I'm ready to stand for the fine that occurs. He's not, he, he doesn't, hey, you know what? I got to hand it to him. Um, he's not, uh, he's not regretting the, the 25 man orgy. How could you? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's something you either regret or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would wake up the next day with, with mixed feelings about it. I mean, after the first one, sure. Yeah. The second one, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's it's either you regret all of the orgies you've ever been to or you regret one. Yeah, that's and, fair. Which yeah. means everyone that's ever been to an orgy regrets one. Right. I, I get it. Because I because I. Uh, yes, we, we get yeah. it. You've you've orgied. Uh, no, I, I I'm oh. just saying I, I have a guilt problem. Oh, oh OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're at the twenty minute mark. Let's uh, let's go ahead Man, and dip really... over to our main subject of the night, which is uh, uh, cue up music. And How many followers have we lost? Wait for the slam. I don't know. It's uh, it's Iran. You oh, get it? you get it? Uh, that was worthless. Oh man, I actually didn't hear it. Oh, that wasn't playing in my ear. Uh, you know what? Every time you use this fucking computer, you turn down the fucking sound. Did I? Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. You oh, want to do that again? No, it's it's no, do past. It again. Do it again. It's, it's fucking make past. me laugh. It's past. And I ran. Yeah, I ran the song, so the song far is I ran. It, the, the country is actually I wrong, but you know whatever. And I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if British people sing like they actually talk. And I run. I yeah. run so far away. He's like a vampire. Yeah. Blue. Uh, so Iran, uh, people mm-hmm. may have noticed Iran is, or Iran has been back in the news. Um, yeah. brief overview of why that is, is a, a nuclear scientist was assassinated. There's some wonky details about how that assassination may or may not have been carried out. We, we need to, we need to start powering our scientists with safer technology than than that. I mean, I know that nuclear is really clean, but they keep Jesus on getting assassinated Christ. when we're we're. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like coal, coal-powered scientists, maybe. Yeah, it's dirty, but they don't seem to get assassinated ever. Yeah, if Iran had maybe like a coal-based uh, weapons program. Yeah, and and uh, I should preface this with the not claiming that Iran has a uh, nuclear program or a weapons program of any kind. Uh, that we should be worried about. Um, that was a joke. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Iran. Um, yeah. Iran mm-hmm. is back in the news. Uh, Iran has been uh, pretty much in a cold war with the U.S. and Saudi Arabia for, I don't know, basically the end of the cold war. So, right. 40, 50 years now, this has been a major part of the oh, geopolitical damn, yeah. sphere in uh <laughs> In the Middle East, um, there's obviously a couple of key players here, uh, one being Iran itself, uh, the other one being Saudi Arabia, the U.S., and Israel. Um, I'm not going to focus too much on Israel uh, on, on this talk today, uh, but... Um, you people can guess what we think. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, 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 we have to uh, eventually. Uh, 
not scientists, not not, not uh, scientists, not, N- not nuclear scientists. scientists. <laughs> Did I say scientist? Yeah. Man, fuck. Not uh, scientist. I'm a, I'm a uh, goblin today. Anti, I'm so sorry. Not anti-Semitic either. No. There's there's a line there, and you can you can actually ride that line if I, you're if you're uh, nuanced enough. Yeah, I love I love my uh, what's what's a good way to do the whole like Trump? I love my African American, but with Jews, I love my Jew. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't sound. That's not quite. Doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we should go down that road. Right. You already kind of driven us yeah, down it, it. But I'm pumping the brakes. I'm the driving instructor here. Right. I'm gonna instruct you now you to, try push, to turn around, push that into reverse, turn your back on Israel. <laughs> we'll do a little. Uh, we'll do a little oopsie doozy out of this uh, this road we've gotten ourselves on. Well, if I forget Jerusalem, maybe <laughs> may I forget my right hand, as they say. <laughs> Uh, so Iran, Iran and Saudi Arabia actually used to be uh, pretty chill with each other uh, yes. and the U.S. as well, because the U.S. had oil interests in both countries, of course. Um, some some basics about uh, the differences between and, and this is very basic. Uh, I know that you you told me that you uh, you have a uh, person that follows your Instagram. That's Iranian. Yeah, I've, I've got I, a, I got a I, couple I, folks, I, but. I feel like I'm fucking up blanking this, but I think I might have actually talked to this person at some point uh, briefly about some things. Maybe, perhaps. Um, so, anyways, uh, Iran uh, practices uh, primarily uh, Shia Islam. They're they're Shiites. Um, what this means is that they have the Quran, which is brought across all uh, Muslim uh, uh, faiths. Uh, but they instead of uh, uh, well, it's, it's, what, what they it, have is they have the lineage I, of the prophet, right? Yeah, they, is, have, is they have ayatollahs, uh, right. which which is very specific to Iran. Uh, as far as I could see, I looked into it a bit. Uh, there's there's no other Muslim nations that have uh, ayatollahs, uh, right? And so this is um, just 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 to make it really quick, just to to make sure that it's it's clear. It may not matter that much now, but it's not necessarily the the. It's the difference between Shiite and, and Sunni is that the Shiites believe that uh, that Muhammad's son-in-law should have uh, succeeded him and that it should yeah. be passed down to descendants, whereas Sunnis don't believe that that should necessarily be the right. case. So and, that's, and, yeah. yeah, and the, the Ayatollahs are considered uh, like signs of God. Uh, is, is actually like their literal interpretation or like mm. reflections of God. Um, so they're they're very uh, highly respected uh, theocratic leaders. Essentially, uh, there there is a president in Iran, but uh, he answers to um, uh, blinking on the name. Right, Ali Khamenei is the mm. uh, current uh, Grand Ayatollah, um, and President Hassan Rouhani answers to that Ayatollah. Um, so they 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 believe more in a uh, a theocratic rule based off of the system of ayatollahs, right. uh, whereas the Sunni uh, Muslims um, in Saudi Arabia uh, they have a uh, a bunch of uh, it's a monarchistic uh, rule. Uh, there's a bunch of princes and like different ranks of where these princes kind of fall and everything and yeah. and that's where most of the uh d- decisions are made by the princes they're, they're also they are the, the 
Iran is is still, even though it's complicated and a lot of the stuff is is redundant or paradoxical, it still does function off of a, a constitutional system for sure that, yeah, that no, no, gives no. the power to yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, they, um, they have a parliament. They have uh, they have a judicial branch. Um, there's, I don't think they're necessarily co-equal, but they but they have a, a pretty similar system aside from the ayatollahs. Uh, right to the u.s um, i mean yeah it's, it's it's a funny it's one of those funny situations where you know it's uh it's there's a lot of stuff happening on paper uh i i can't say uh how um how these things are balanced but it seems uh, uh to be that uh what's on paper isn't is is oftentimes superseded by uh more more real forms of power yeah obviously i mean like right. we, we i got mean a, it's true for us yeah, as well we've but got they're, a system they're, yeah. on paper as well exactly um that's why i didn't want to get too deep into that uh, sure. because there's there's obviously much more sorry my autism there. is firing no, 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 up no, no, in, in response to my uh, and, attempt and not one, to be a goblin thing, again yeah one one thing that i did uh forget to say about the uh saudi arabia is uh being primarily uh sunni uh muslims uh they they they're the Sunni faith is based off of the Sunnah, uh, which is uh, records of uh, the Prophet Muhammad's teachings, uh, mm. essentially. Um, so that's that's the way that their faith operates. But but their rule is monarchistic versus uh, Iran's kind of theocratic uh, rule with with, you know, it does have some democratic portions to it. But ultimately, it falls to a the- theocratic uh, uh, decision, it seems. Right. Um, so, uh, back near the end of, uh, the cold war, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran were actually, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, buddy, comfortable buddy. with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's always conflict between two nations, I think. Um, but, uh, let's see. There was the 1979 Iranian Revolution, hmm. and that was obviously a turning point for how Iran dealt with uh, the U.S. Um, so I'm just going to read from this real quick because this this is a better uh, summary than I could give it. Um, and this is uh, from theconversation.com, and it's uh, how Saudi-Iranian oil rivalry, rivalry has been shaped by American power. Uh, So the 1979 Iranian revolution marked a turning point for the place oil played within the Saudi-Iranian relationship. Before then, both countries were important allies of the U.S., a position which brought with it political and economic benefits, particularly to their oil industries. But the 1979 Islamic revolution in Iran paved the way uh, for a separation of paths. While Saudi Arabia remained a staunch ally of the U.S., Iran adopted revolutionary and anti-Western foreign policy, which I don't blame them for, uh, which prompted its isolation from an international system that was dominated by the U.S. Basically, they took control of their own oil program. Right. Uh, which is always a, a problem in these. <laughs> yeah, which, which is always bad when you you're try working to with own the U.S. The things in your country, be it infrastructure or oil uh, or, or any resources bananas bad idea yeah don't don't. (laughs) (laughs) it may be in your country but it belongs to the u.s of course it does Uh, england (laughs) you know historically Uh. 
so as a result, ever since 1979, the Iranian oil industry has been subject to American pressure through a range of economic sanctions and embargoes, which has crippled Iranian oil production. Iran has been unable to reach the level of oil production over of over six MBPD. I don't know what that million barrels per day. Yeah, I, I would I would assume six million barrels per day. I don't I don't speak uh, fucking oil uh, economics. <laughs> I guess uh, that it had in the pre-revolution years. Meanwhile, oh, sorry, it's 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 thousand because of milli. It's it's thousand oh, barrels per day. Okay, six thousand barrels per day. They just wrote that out. Fucking assholes. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't even capitalize MPBD. So no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Meanwhile, uh, Saudi oil production reached over twelve million, or sorry, twelve thousand barrels per day in twenty eighteen. That was like millions. That's, that's yeah, a lot. No, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, that uh, that economic stress that the U.S. placed on Iran after Iran decided, hey, we're going to take control of our own asset here because it belongs to us, uh, has has crippled Iran in a lot of ways and has led to a pretty strong rivalry between Saudi Arabia now being backed by uh, western interests mm. and iran being against those western interests so there's been a lot of conflict back and forth between saudi arabia and iran because of this uh, also complicating matters is their close neighbor uh, israel um who i guess we'll jump into this next one i just as a quick uh, quick addition uh, or you know, a, a quick detour. Uh, I, I said in the last episode that I wouldn't give a, a talk on Foucault, but uh, it there's a fantastic essay by him. Uh, uh, it's uh, from 1981, I think, a couple of years after the uh, Iranian Revolution. But it's is it useless to revolt? And it's it's actually talking about this specifically, and it's a really kind of fascinating piece when it talks to any kind of revolutionary action and whether or not um, it uh, should occur, whether or not it's avoidable, uh, and uh, and the ways in which it is uh, it leads to benefits or whatnot. Uh, I mean, Foucault did end up uh, dying more or less a neolib, uh, but uh, he wasn't beforehand, and that's a very good essay. So if you're interested in any kind of revolutionary praxis or politics, which uh, I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you're not um or if uh you're just curious about iranian history and the way that some french guy saw it um it's a good read very well done thank you daddy um so uh it's it's worth bringing up uh israel at this point um now we we can fast forward now now you want to talk about (laughs) Uh, we can fast forward quite a bit um and uh talk about israel now and and uh well i mean israel was there this whole time but in <laughs> it was israel the whole time <laughs> um not not uh, not too soon after uh or before the period of time we were just talking about though uh, israel was not uh, a place um well i mean a couple like decades but yeah yeah that, yeah I mean, in, in the grand scheme of time, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess we're talking about things that happened fucking fifty years ago. It feels like yesterday that like this was more contemporary, uh, contemporary, contemporaneous. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm gonna die. So uh, we we move into the more uh, recent era, um, and 
you know, Iran has a nuclear program that they're trying to develop, which I think is uh, acceptable for any nation to have a nuclear program. I don't think it's acceptable for nations to have nukes, and that includes the U.S. and right. all the other countries that have nukes. Um, I mean, it's 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 a complicated thing, right? Where it's it is complicated, of course. It's like you know how I feel about AI, but uh, if if one person's got it, everyone's going to get it uh, eventually. Uh, Absolutely. So. Yeah, and it's it's that old. There's a little adage: if uh, if Iraq had uh, weapons of mass destruction, we would have never invaded them. Oh, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> you know? about that. Yeah, right. right. Anyway, yeah, we'll, sorry. We'll talk about. That. I'll, I'll stop detouring. Uh, so there's there's the uh, the JCPOA, which is the joint. Fuck. I drank too many beers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> joint comprehensive plan of action. I could remember the acronym, but not the uh, not the. Uh, <laughs> the actual words that go with it uh the joint comprehensive plan of action right? yeah uh was the the nuclear deal that obama made with iran which uh basically said hey yeah you can have a nuclear program but you can't weaponize any of your your nuclear material uh your you, you can't enrich your uranium in that way or anything like that um so we have that uh, this was very, very contested by Israel um, because uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah. And this is from The Intercept. Um, Israeli Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was an implacable foe of the nuclear deal, provocatively lobbying the U.S. Congress against Obama on the issue. But it took the election of Trump, a recompliable president, blah, 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 blah. Um, so basically, uh, Obama makes this deal. It's good. It's going well. Uh, obviously the, the Republican party and a bunch of Zionists are, are against it because they don't think it's being, uh, upheld by Iran, and uh, in a, in a, well, it's not, it's not punitive enough. Yeah. It's not, not punitive enough to, to start. Yeah. Iran is lying about everything. Of course, we don't have enough oversight of everything. We were literally like up their fucking ass right. uh, through this deal. And it was one of the only real good things that Obama did in his administration um, was, was securing this deal. Um, so Israel's in here. Uh, Israel gets us to, I mean, Trump was probably always going to back out of it just because yeah. he wanted to do that. Because Obama did it. Yeah. But uh, it's not without noting that Israel has a ton of lobbying power in the U.S. Of course, yeah. And that lobbying power combined with Trump's do whatever the guy, the last guy I talked to told me to do kind of method of political like uh, movement. Right. Um, Imagine just... Some people may not be aware of this, but but you know it's 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 pretty well known at this point. Thankfully, there was an explosion about it maybe like a year or two ago. But um, there were actual state laws. I don't know that there were any federal ones, but there were were state laws where you couldn't say like join your chamber of commerce unless you uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> promised that you wouldn't uh, participate in in BDS. So um, uh, essentially divestment or, or or protest against Israel uh, uh, specifically. Yep. And imagine how amazing it would be if we had lobbyists from, I don't know, fucking Costa Rica. Uh, I mean, th that would never happen, of course. But uh, and and you tried to start your, I don't know, your Furby selling business and you had to sign paperwork saying that you couldn't talk shit in Costa Rica. Yeah. Like, imagine how crazy it would be. And of course you wouldn't because, number one, they're, you know, we 
there are friends in a different kind of way. Uh, and because Israel just has that kind of bargaining power. But it's not just bargaining power and, and lobbying. It's just the fact that it's it's such a signal for especially evangelicals in, in the U.S. that all you have to do is say that you're going to do something good for Israel and then you have people who will just vote for you no matter what. I mean, yep. it's, it's just signaling so that even if we got rid of all their lobbying power, like we still have that inbuilt cultural there's, uh, there's uh, still circuit. The, yeah. The, the Zionist uh, mentality. Oh, God is nuts. Yeah, it is. It is. It is deeply troubling. Because and, people want to end the world. Like that's literally why. No, 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 they're, they're, uh, they're, I mean, we talked about it when, uh, when we had uh, Brad Danzen on uh, the, the air Did force. We? Yeah. We, we talked about it briefly, but I don't was, remember anything ever. There was uh, there was an air force training that was leaked uh, for nuclear defense specialists <laughs> Uh, I forget their exact title, but basically it was like, it's okay to push the big red button because God's going to, you know, it's all according to God's plan. So it's fine if you do it. This like post-millennial dispensationalism stuff where it's just like, we, we, we want these fucking crazy end times things to happen in, in Jerusalem so that God will pick us all up, (laughs) which is like, by the fucking way. None of those readings of like Revelation make sense either. Like none of these weird apocalyptic you readings can't of actually of, make a, a sensible reading of Revelation. No, you can, but it's it's it it only functions uh, if you look at it as a historical document about like about Rome. Um, there's 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 good there's really good literature on it. Uh, I mean it's it's all it's all crazy because it's all pure metaphor hammering on metaphor about things that are currently happening. It's none of this is talking about the future, um, but. It's all of this end time prophecy shit is half of it is straight up made up and then half of it is just talking about like some some allegory used to speak to like uh, Christians in what's now Turkey. (laughs) Like it's a fucking it's it's such a bizarre abuse and misreading of 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 literature and philosophy (laughs) Um, it it really is and it's uh it leads to a very troubling mindset yeah Um, which which is us uh having people in our government and uh people in our our uh voting bases who uh literally want the fucking world to end and they're begging for annihilation crazy i'm talking about fascism and death drive you know i said it before Uh, all right I'm done. I'm going to breathe. Cool. Continue talking about the news. Uh, I forgot exactly where I was. We <laughs> were talking about uh, Israel having a lot of lobbying power in right. the country. Um, Trump backs out of uh, a really unprecedented nuclear deal with Iran. Yeah. Uh, probably, like I said, one of, one of the only real good things that Obama did with his presidency. Mm. Um, and so now Iran is actually according to all third party reports still following through with that program, even though the U S backed out of it, just because Iran doesn't want to deal with the entire world, like trying to kill it. Right. That's and, and- as, as you do, you know, <laughs> right. 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 No, go on. Go on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then, um, it's going to get stuck in the weeds again. Yeah. We, uh, we, we have some, some weird military things going on in the background here. Uh, one of which is, uh, <clears throat> so this is I'm trying to find the date here. I should have memorized all this stuff, but I'm not good at memorizing this kind of stuff. 
Oh, so this was uh, January 29th of this year. So this was a little bit after what I wanted to talk about next then. So we have the assassination of mm. uh, Suleimani, um, who by all accounts, like, you know, he's he's got a complicated history like any military leader is going to have. Uh, but in a lot of ways, he's a revered hero of the Iranian people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's several quotes from from military leaders uh, who engaged with, you know, the, the kind of uh, guerrilla war fighters that Soleimani was behind, um, you know, General McChrystal's one of them. And, uh, you know, he was quoted as saying something along the lines of Soleimani did exactly what I would have done in his position. Right. Um, and there was kind of a mutual respect between all these military leaders. And, you know, that kind of respect uh, is, is gross in a way because you're talking about people who are like dying and killing each other. Uh, but, you know, yeah. as far as all things are concerned, uh, nobody could really put any blame on him for for being like an evil person, more just a person in the region who's neighboring a country that's being invaded by the u.s and the u.s has obviously anti-iranian uh bent to it so of course he helps out this country right um, i mean he's he's evil in in the sense that he's the leader of like a special forces uh, yeah, yeah, uh no, no, thing no. And, and a revolutionary there, guard no, but like yeah, that's no ethical way to right. be in the position that he's in yeah and that's not uh you know clearing him of any character flaws or anything yeah like just that, just but, that it's he's he's in a position that yeah. is inherently has has its problems and otherwise he's just yeah a person in that position and you know we could say the same about every single military general in the u.s military exactly. um so anyways he gets killed. Uh, this this leads to a big uproar, and and I might be dipping into a little bit of conspiracy sort of stuff here, conspiratorial sort of stuff here. Please, um, I'm here for it. <laughs> but I've been I've been hop- hypothesizing for a while. Mm, I've been hypothesizing as well. There's absolutely no reason that this attack wouldn't have led to a war, unless really key people did not want to go to war. Uh, so you have you okay. have the killing of. This this, you know, uh, Iran Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei once called him a living martyr of the revolution. Um, there were massive massive turnouts for for his uh, uh, his burial, his funeral and burial. Um, in fact, I think there was like fifty people got trampled to death uh, <laughs> over, over the the uh, funeral. Um, so this, this is a guy that has like the heart of the people. He's like their, um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, he's kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of like their Sean Connery yeah, because he looks that was lot, actually going to yeah. be my next joke. Yeah. <laughs> because he looks a lot like Sean Connery. Didn't Sean Connery just die? Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't throw nearly Rip. the same kind of party that we, so this Rip. guy was better than Sean Connery. In a lot yeah. Of ways. I mean, he's, yeah. Uh, so probably, he's probably killed fewer <laughs> women too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, so, so something I did want to quickly say before, okay. um, but um, there there is something to say about the way that the international community and, and the, the interactions between the U.S. and Iran have changed since uh, Akhtamanejad ended up uh, 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 getting succeeded by by Rouhani. Right. Yep. right. Because Akhtamanejad was, uh, even though he's hilarious on Twitter, 
uh, or was, I had seen any of his tweets in a long time, but uh, he was a lot more uh, verbally aggressive <laughs> For sure. uh, about our interactions. Whereas Rouhani, I, 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 maybe it's just the fact that the news isn't picking up on as much of it, but he doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be nearly as much flexing about this kind of stuff. No. Uh, and so. No, and in fact, uh, there was one point he was quoted, um, and this was right after the uh attack on Soleimani he he he, he actually had the more um reasoned presence between uh uh himself and Trump and he Surprise. I forget the, exactly what he said because I'm just drawing this from memory but he said mm. something to the effect of when we say death to America what we're really saying is death to you know all these horrible institutions that oppress you and oppress us and and right. we want we want to be friends with Americans, but we can't be friends with Americans mm. until all this kind of stops happening. Yeah. Which, sure. fair point, yeah. don't assassinate Absolutely. a fucking general on yeah. our own lands. And if you're going <laughs> to assassinate them, do it in a cooler way than like an airstrike. Yeah, I mean, that's, drone strike's a real pussy way yeah, to do you it. You gotta hit them with a sniper rifle or something. Which at we'll the very we'll talk least. about the next assassination. Um, and that's that's I, really like the, the bullshit thing that's happening here is like all these weak-ass assassinations. Right. Man. You gotta you not, gank not someone fact, with, yeah. a, with a poisoned blade. Um, but for, for the clarification on, on what I said about Akhmedinejad and Rouhani is that I am basing this could be it could be entirely off base actually what I'm saying because almost all of my memories of Akhmedinejad are from uh, news sources during uh, the blood hungry media during the Bush administration yeah. so I could be entirely off base and I, I would love to hear uh, from uh, our our Iranian listeners uh, yeah, or, and, uh, or, and or would, Persian would, folk. <clears throat> I, would, I would love to have anybody from that region on here to discuss this on a later episode. Fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, that is just as an aside, something that I am going to try to be doing more uh, since I will have a dedicated space is uh, doing more international conversations. Yeah, I, I think that's to, important. Yeah. Uh, I would like to do inter- interviews with a lot of uh, different. Uh, I, I want to internationalize my mind, so to speak. It's it's important for any leftist project, for uh, sure. Any rightist project too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, well, less so. D- different way of looking at it, though. Manipulation right. versus like uh, uh, solidarity. <laughs> yeah. Um. So just uh just thirteen fourteen days before this attack on Soleimani. Uh, General James Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, Mad as some, Mattis. As some of them, uh, had actually uh, left the administration due to disagreements with Trump. Uh, I would imagine that this is one of the subjects he disagreed very much with them on. Uh, Mattis isn't a peaceful person by any means, and there's plenty of complicated, not great things about him. No, from from uh, uh, what I hear, he has a plan to kill everyone in the room. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> fa- famously quoted as you know, like anytime you enter a room, have a plan to kill everybody in it or whatever but be polite too i think that's part of it it's it's very charming tough guy bravado bullshit which i always fucking hated hearing but every fucking marine in the marine corps (laughs) just like stroked their goddamn dick to it well mike maybe you should have i don't know joined the marine corps and didn't felt it out oh shit (laughs) i did do that Um, well you know you know what they say if you can't beat them join them and then if you don't like that leave them no it's even better because you, you, you can't because oh. once a marine always a ah, marine devil man. dog <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. that makes me very happy <laughs> I, love, I love being abusive like so that. you see this in mm. the background there's a lot of uh, military resistance to getting into any kind of uh 
uh, full on engagement with Trump at the helm. Yeah. And this is this is where <laughs> this is where yeah. I start reaching maybe conspiratorial sort of uh, hypothesization, hypothesization. Um, I don't think there is a single fucking military leader that would want to go to any kind of conflict, war, start anything new. Um, even maintaining the projects that that are already going on in the Middle East have been right. a nightmare for these military leaders. Uh, yeah. In some ways good, in some ways bad. Uh, the pullout of Syria was disastrous. Yeah. Um, leaving the Kurdish people to just fucking get blasted. Pretty dope. Uh, is is disgusting. Um. So there's there's good things that America is doing over there, and then there's like a, a way larger bad thing percentage that America is doing over there. But the military leaders at least have a sound strategy that they want to work with over there, and Trump uh, operates like a weird uh, tantrum throwing toddler tyrant yeah where a piss baby if you will yeah he is a piss baby and anytime you know somebody in the room convinces him hey we should pull out of syria he goes yeah pull out of syria and he gives the order and the military you know brass have to scramble for that so i would say and and there's there's clear indications for for why this is true uh, immediately after Soleimani was uh, was killed, uh, the Iraqi parliament held a vote and uh, they voted to uh, basically decree that America was no longer welcome in its borders and that we should get the fuck out. Um, this obviously didn't make uh, the U.S. very happy. <clears throat> the U.S. didn't want to do that as a whole. Uh, but there was immediately after this a leaked letter um, that was that was. Uh, drafted and it basically promised a uh, a military uh, pullout of Iraq um this was later uh you know dismissed as like an accidental happening somehow i don't know how you <laughs> accidentally draft a letter to right. the iraqi government saying you're going to pull it, out you kind of ruled <laughs> uh, yeah no it was hilarious yeah. and and you know uh, uh, iraq is one of those places that yes we should get the fuck out because we shouldn't have been there in the first place yes um more on that later. If you disagree with that, please email us. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I'm very curious what yeah, you think of it. Yeah, you can you can talk to somebody who knows several people who were in Iraq. Uh, I was near Iraq. I was in the war during the time that we were in Iraq. I've got plenty of opinions on where we should have been at that uh, moment in time, and I'd be very glad it's, to hear your input on that. It's crazy just living in this portion of Southern California because just everyone knows someone that was in Iraq. Uh, yeah. multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i mean obviously you for substantially different reasons <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but well, yeah. and, you know I, I i deployed with a bunch of iraq veterans right so um i mean my brother tells me about it i have a uh, uh brother that's significantly my senior who's uh, uh was was part of a lot of this initial stuff um who was uh, you know he he left the the marine corps as a gunnery sergeant and so he uh Different takes on Iraq, but a lot of the a lot of overlapping ones yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Being a human being that went to war zone. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this draft letter leaks. Mm, yes. Uh, basically says. I gotta uh, ask him about this. That would be a funny conversation. <laughs> that was kind of a funny conversation. Um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, which I I remember distinctly, and I I looked for this article specifically so I could quote it. Um. Uh, General Milley, who is the uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who looks like a like a, a war frog. Yeah, <laughs> war frog is. Uh, he yeah. looks like a shaved older Wario that got jacked. 
He looks like uh, <laughs> what's his uh, Arlie Ermy from uh, Full Metal Jacket. What? But like squatted down. Yeah, like yeah. To like compressed like him, compressed sure. version of him. He's got those crazy <laughs> eyebrows, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's eyebrows and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, did 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 uh, did that guy? He was in the military, wasn't he? Yeah, but I yeah, also no, feel like uh, he wasn't in for very long. No, maybe. Arlie Ermey was a was a gunnery sergeant. Oh, was he? Yeah, he didn't hmm. do like a whole lot of like real military stuff, I guess. He was a drill instructor for like right. most of his career. Which, you know, takes a lot of work. So Yeah, I mean there's there's roles for people it, all yeah. over. Um, um Oh god damn, yeah. He <clears throat> No. Yeah, he did like a good fifteen years, I think. Something like that. Oh, Fifteen, crap. twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is uh, this is General Milley on the draft letter. Wait, what the fuck? He's dead. Yeah, dude. Of course he's dead. He's like a fucking. He only died years three old. years ago, though. Come on. Yeah, but he was old. He was seventy four. He's younger he, than my father. He had gray hairs when Full Metal Jacket was recorded. Man, my dad's been bald and gray before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna fight over this. This is a weird. <laughs> Sorry, man. I am so distractible and like brain broken tonight. I want to so, apologize. All right, this is a conversation where you, where you can uh, where you can just. My dad, my God, I'd like to apologize, Doc. The many shots. You're just drawing this out because I got like 10 more links we got to get through. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, it's so a simple is, uh, topic, though. I mean, why stay focused? This is easy shit. For this sure. is, yeah. It's not like a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, so General Milley on, on the draft letter that was leaked. Yes. Uh, yeah. he, he says it, the draft letter, was sent over to some key Iraqi military guys in order to get things coordinated for air movements, etc. Then it went from that guy's hands to another guy's hands. And then it went to your hands. Now it's a kerfuffle. What, so so this letter was drafted <laughs> and then given given to all these people so that they could do this is exactly what I'm saying for no reason. This what is does exactly it mean? what I'm saying. Right. There's no way that this was a leak of any kind. Right. They were fully ready, fully prepared to do this pullout because oh. they were already alerting Iraqi military officials what their plans were going to be, how they were going to manage <laughs> the airspace, et cetera, et cetera, and. They must have worked some kind of deal out behind behind the scenes, and then that letter accidentally went a little bit too far. Uh, you know, right? That would that would be incredible if the military just randomly decided, like, as its own organi- organizational force, to just like pull out of a place independent of the executive, <laughs> right? Just oh god, what a what a yeah. Someone needs to write that, like the opposite of uh, who's that asshole that uh, he's the Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, like the uh, it's it's an anti Tom Clancy book where just an entire military force just fucking up and leaves uh, <laughs> because of a conspiracy elsewhere <laughs> or something. You know, That'd can I good. say a few words about Tom Clancy? Uh, please. <laughs> I mean, we should. We should have more and fewer words about Tom Clancy. If probably. you read Tom Clancy books, that's mm-hmm. fine and that's good. Is it? But there's something very, very important you need to know about Tom Clancy, mm-hmm. which was that he tried to join the military but was disqualified on medical reasons and literally spent the rest of his life jacking off to a fucking make-believe dream of what the military is and what the military does and having <laughs> a weird savior complex that he was literally just mad masturbating to furiously because he thought that one day he could be a super cool soldier guy saving the world from dark forces and i don't know 
a Ron, for right. instance. Or, Surprise! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, I don't know, one of the Koreas or Vietnam or some shit. He literally spent the rest of his fucking life chasing down that fucking dream and all of you fucking idiots bought his not the listener <laughs> but a lot of fucking idiots bought his goddamn wet dream books flat-footed idiot with bone spurs and asthma uh decides that yeah, was, he's a magical asthma. hero that's, surprise that's what it was uh yeah i mean there's he's that's a whole trope like that's that's an archetype of a human being we all know a tom clancy yeah you know oh we absolutely yeah. it's, it's every every guy that you know if it comes out and i'm in a bar or something and you know that the guy that's like oh i want to join but it's mm-hmm. like dude just shut up like i was I'm, gonna be special forces man. yeah i was gonna be special forces bro. oh what's that fucking guy's name the uh the guy with the weird like eerily fake looking beard uh oh, dan bilzerian dan bilzerian he's yeah, my favorite who, one of those guys who, uh went through uh what the fuck is uh he's bankrupt now i think oh, he went good. through part of buds like yeah, he went through part of buds and kept failing out but yeah. claims that he actually became a seal at one point yeah well he claims that he he went through buds like oh, twice yeah, yeah, and then he got twice, admin but, dropped at the right, end yeah, yeah, yeah. um that guy's like he's like my favorite person to uh to to just kind of do minor research on these days because he sucks so fucking much. And apparently his like his shitty weed business is, uh, is collapsing <laughs> because all it is is yeah. like a fence for daddy's money anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's, that's the only reason he's successful is because his, his father was very rich. Yeah. His, his poker money is also fake. Yeah. <laughs> and then he made a little bit of money doing poker, but like Extremely mostly has, yeah. yeah, mostly hasn't been that successful in that realm. Yeah. So uh, his brother is, is like a, a famous and, and successful poker player. Uh, Bill Zarian pretty much just like lies off that clout, but that's, uh, that's um, good. Yeah, he's so funny. But yeah, yeah. So he's he's a Clancy. Um, yeah, which is now a term we have to use. <laughs> hey, okay. If yeah. if people know You're a Clancy if you, now, yeah. Actually, no. We should do. Um, I'll, I'll I'll let you get back to your your, yeah. your shit. I do have uh, a thing I'm trying to get to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know the, the the British have uh this weird uh like cryptic tradition of rhyming slang, right? Where if you want to talk about like the stairs. Uh, you find a word that it, or a phrase that rhymes with it. So, so uh, I'll meet you on the stairs. I'll meet you on the apples and pears. Uh, and then it ends up evolving, and they drop off the part that actually rhymes. And so they'll say, "I'll meet you at the apples." Oh yeah, right. But so we need to have something like that for Clancy. For Clancy, I want to make that happen. Okay. So I'll be thinking about it, and I will interrupt you rudely yep. once I figure it out. So please continue. We'll uh, we'll, we'll press on until you reach that <laughs> aha moment. Uh, so so this is what I, I genuinely believe is happening in the background is that right. um, the military leadership earnestly does not want to enter a conflict with Iran and how because could Iran you? actually has a full fucking military. <clears throat> uh, Iran, let me see. I got a link for this. Do, 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 do. That's not the right one. Uh, so a comparison of the Iranian military to Saudi Arabia's military. Iran's armed forces sit at uh, 56 or 563,000 oh, wow. uh, strong. Saudi Arabia's is 251,000. 
uh, battle tanks. They have 1,500 battle tanks. Uh, Saudi Arabia only has 900. Only has 900. Yeah. Uh, artillery. <laughs> artillery is a big one. They have almost 7,000 artillery batteries uh, versus Saudi Arabia's uh, 761. Uh, combat air, they have about the same amount of jets. Uh, patrol boats, 194 to 11. Uh, submarines, 21. That's right. Iran has submarines. That's another reason we really don't want to fucking get involved with them. Yeah. Uh, destroyers and frigates. Saudi Arabia has some of those. Uh, Iran has none of them. Um, so Iran actually has a very well-developed military force versus, uh, countries that we might be used to dealing with lately, like Iraq and Afghanistan. The, the military leadership genuinely at this point in time does not want to get into a military, uh, conflict with iran because iran could do a substantial amount of damage not only to our forces but our allies forces um and it would be a very drawn out long thing that would probably start no shit world war three uh because you would get interests like uh, russia involved and china involved um both both who have backed iran softly in a lot of ways but would probably become uh hard backers of Iran if, if this were to pop off. All right. And you don't want to do that, especially with somebody at Trump at the home. No. However, um, Israel, I think, in some ways would like this to happen. Uh, really? Why do you say that? <laughs> because Israel really has a problem with Iran all the mm. time. Um, and there may be some legitimate grievances between the two. I don't know a whole lot about the history of Israel and Iran, uh, except for that Iran, uh, and Israel don't get along and Israel is an apartheid state that does a lot of really shitty things in the region and they maintain the power that they have basically through, uh, a massive amount of arms that the U S funnels to Israel um along with kind of just like subjugating uh the uh the gaza strip Hmm. um so are we going to touch on the uh we spoke about a little bit before but the the kind of limp uh pre peace deals uh that uh that trump is as uh, engaged in I, recently. Yeah, I don't even think those are worth talking about in a lot of ways. Yeah, I guess I, I guess all that we need to say about it is that they're all pretty much uh, things yeah, that so occurred anyway. You'll you'll hear some some people on the uh, the MAGA aisle uh, claiming that unprecedented peace deals have been signed because uh, puppet boy Jared Kushner went over there <laughs> and said, "Oh boy, um, those were already in the works. They they were either." Uh, already generally redundant yeah generally redundant uh there were already things like ceasefires in place before these quote-unquote peace deals are signed uh here's the thing about a peace deal um which people may not realize is that a peace deal is just a piece of fucking paper and (laughs) a peace deal can be broken at any fucking moment all it is is just like a promise an implicit promise that yes we'll be friendly even even things that uh have backing behind them like the fucking hague treaties and stuff get ignored all the fucking time yeah so exactly uh you may uh we we just talked about this uh there there were two places that america invaded uh illegally um iraq and afghanistan 
Uh, they they did not have uh, international approval. Um, they didn't even have the approval of our own uh, our own Senate uh, by the time that they were setting boots in Afghanistan and Hell Iraq. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not a war. It, yeah, it's not a war. It's a conflict, of course, and the uh, the <laughs> presidential ability to. Um, <laughs> what is it it's like the presidential ability to like mobilize troops has extended for 20 years now right it's, uh and, and multiple hands uh of presidencies um so now we have uh oh one other thing mm. another another thing that happened um was the the airstrike on the military base <sighs> uh Iran launched missiles at uh, one of one of the U.S.'s uh, military bases. Um, fuck, I forget the name. It's Rahad, I think. Okay. Uh, oh no, it was uh, Al Assad Air Base in in Iraq. In Iraq. Okay. Because at this time, Iraq is still saying, "Hey, you need to get the fuck out of here." Iran is got to do something as a response to Soleimani being uh, assassinated. Right. Uh, so this is, I don't know, nine days, nine days after uh, Soleimani is assassinated. Uh, these missiles head towards Al-Assad Air Base. Uh, there's been rumors, and I'm not sure if it was ever um, confirmed but there's rumors that an Iranian a- ambassador uh, to, I think it was, I think it was like the French ambassador or something mm. like that, or the ambassador to France, uh, forewarned American troops about this. Basically, as like a, we have to do a show of force, so you've got this many hours to get the fuck out of this area, and this is where our missiles are going to hit, sort of thing. So. Right. A lot of posturing on both sides. And if, you know, either side really wanted to go to war under these circumstances, everything was ripe to do it. And, you know, at this point, trading blows like this, uh, we easily could have seen ourselves in this war. Right. So that's that's where my semi-conspiratorial, I don't think anybody in the military leadership wanted to get involved in a, in a war with Iran, uh, with Trump. I mean, that's, that's kind of comes into play. Uh, the I, way I don't the think conspiracies yeah. go these days, it's pretty believable. Yeah, I think, I think that's got some pretty solid <laughs> basing, uh, especially with, with all the wonky shit that happened with that letter and, you know. The, the U.S. military knowing to evacuate a certain portion of its base uh, before missiles hit it. Um, right. A lot of back and forth, a lot of probably behind the scenes like, OK, we'll give a little here so you don't look bad to, you know, the Iranian public. Um, and we won't leave Iraq because that's we won't do that ever. Um, so. <clears throat> now we have. A nuclear scientist in Iran. Ah, full circle. We did it. And I'm going to fuck this name up. I'm going to refer to him as his first name because I can actually pronounce that. But uh, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, I believe is how it's pronounced. That doesn't seem far off, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel bad. Um, I I learned a little bit of conversational uh, Arabic, which I don't even think they speak. Um, Mm. 
And I wasn't, oh, uh, yeah, Farsi. I learned a little Farsi. Hell yeah. But they uh, they speak Persian, um, which, Persian I was never, which I was never good at. Uh, so Farsi kind of rhymes with Clancy. Mawson is. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, but I don't want to denigrate a language no, to, to no, make fun no, of no, Tom no. Clancy. No, well, I, we would need to have a preceding yeah. word in order to make this work anyway. So I and we can't just call them Persians because that would be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, sorry, go on. Uh, so <laughs> Mawson is believed to be uh, the mastermind of Iran's controversial nuclear program. And this is from CNN. So, of course, all the wording is like right. highly alienating to Iran and Iranians. Uh, he was shot dead on Friday afternoon. Uh, this was. God, I hate how they. So, November 30th would have been Monday. So it was, yeah, it was November 26th, I think, is when this happened. Um, so he's shot dead, and he's one of those characters who's really just kind of been in the background, and all he's done to date is just uh, be a nuclear scientist working in Iran as a nuclear scientist. Um, there's some kind of weird things that happened with... Uh, with this assassination. I mean, it, it's an assassination, so it's already yeah. kind of weird. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but aren't- according to some reports, he was shot using uh, a remote controlled <laughs> uh, vehicle. Oh, do they just mean a fucking drone? Like, what do you mean? They basically drone struck this guy from, from what it looks like. If you can't. <sighs> Stupid. Stupid. Lame. Yeah. If it's a Tonka truck or something, that rules. But so no. uh, Israel um, back in 2018, our good friend, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. What a good guy. Uh, said that uh, Fakhrizada was <laughs> the head of Project Ahmad, which he and others describe as a secret nuclear weapons endeavor. Mm hmm. Uh, remember mm-hmm. that name, the prime minister told reporters at the time. Um, so Israel already has it out for this guy, clearly, right? Right. Um, try to find one. I had to close some of these links because I'm drowning in all these. I mean, you know. I did like three hours of like trying to put this timeline together and I haven't even stuck to it. So right. good work, me. <laughs> I mean, Israel uh, does know a lot about uh secretly developing and spying on nuclear arms programs yeah and uh, uh, they, they are pretty good at that <laughs> israel is rumored to have somewhere around like i don't know a couple hundred nukes yeah they uh, have their own. they have way more than yeah. <laughs> it makes sense like uh, like just in terms of like uh area of land that israel covers versus how many nukes they have is yeah, pretty smaller than california <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, um, between 80 and 400 warheads, uh, from what I'm, yeah, you know. I, I would say <laughs> probably closer to 400. Yeah, probably. I mean, let me find this link real quick. I'd be very upset if I lost it somehow. You son of a bitch. So what, what, while you look for that, I'm, I'm thinking with this whole Tom Clancy thing that we, the two real options for rhyming uh, would be, or the three options, Nancy, 
But that's another name. No, so, you don't want to call somebody a Nancy because it's already well, like no, a thing. Hold on, because you're misunderstanding this entire project. Because <laughs> I you, guess I am. it needs to be it needs to be a phrase that ends with that, and then you use the preceding. So you wouldn't be calling someone Nancy; oh, you would okay. call them what precedes it, um, or fancy. Uh, but you know, calling someone fancy or Nancy, both of those seem homophobic. Uh, but 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 the preceding could work, or. But this one could be racist, but I feel like I feel like most of these Tom Clancy people are probably white. Uh, so <laughs> you don't it, think. so we, we don't run into that problem so much. But there's a good slant rhyme, chimpanzee, and we uh, could just call them uh, chimps. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll keep working. Keep working. Did you find it? Yeah, I did. Cool. <laughs> I covered you. I covered you. Yeah, with yeah, homophobia no, I, I and racism. I actually had it uh, the second you started saying anything. I was You're like, welcome. oh, well, I found it. I did this for you. I didn't stop you. I did it for is, you. Which is on me. It's all you that I did um, this for. You can take the credit. So. Bulletproof car. Days after the assassination of Iranian nuclear scientist Mohsen Fakhrizda. Uh, getting worse at that, probably. Um, the country state media painted an elaborate picture of the killing that makes it sound like something out of a second-rate spy okay. movie. This is better. This is better. Not okay with the assassination, but I, I read ahead, and that oh. is better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. Cause, cause well, well, cooler than a drone strike. Uh, so Let the listener decide. <laughs> according to Iran's semi-official Fars News Agency, the assassination played out something well, like this read the description of it the the, the thing ahead or sorry i'm gonna no, shut no, up no, no, no. That's, that's that's way too much like uh foreshadowing okay okay um so he mosin was uh traveling with his wife in a bulletproof car in the city of absard east of tehran they were surrounded by a security detail of three vehicles fars reported that mosin heard what sounded like bullets hitting his car and decided to investigate for himself oh jesus when he got out of the vehicle he was shot at least three times from a nissan car that was approximately uh, 150 meters away the length of one and a half football fields. Thank Damn. you so much, CNN. We don't know what a fucking 150 meters is. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I love that that's the thing that Americans have to do well, is measure thing in football and fields. I, I skipped over this as I was reading it because I didn't want to insult the listener. But it says 150 meters in parentheses. It says 164 <laughs> yards away. And it's like everybody already kind of fundamentally knows that like lower numbers of meters are pretty much the same as yards. You're right. Yeah. And then it's like <laughs> the length of one and a half football fields, just in case you didn't get it with 150 meters, parentheses, 164 yards. Yeah, that's uh, the weirdest. You know when the, the, the man with the ball runs all the way from one end to the other like that, but uh, one and a half times. You know what's really funny is that Americans, our favorite um, uh, metric is football fields, but that's really ultimately best measured in meters, right? I, I, mean, I guess, You measure yeah. it in yards, but if it's 150, like if it's 100 meters, or is it 100 <laughs> yards? 100 yards is a football field? Yeah. I want to say Never mind. ballistically. It doesn't matter. All this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> At 150 meters, you you should be able to hit things. Um, fuck, where was I? Uh, 150 meters, 164 oh, so, yards yeah. away. The, the length of one and a half football fields, the Nissan then exploded. <laughs> the entire event lasted three minutes, the local news agency said. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so, uh, Iran, reasonably, because mm -hmm. uh, the prime minister of Israel 
literally called this guy out by name and said he was dangerous. Iran is blaming Israel. Mm-hmm. That does seem like that doesn't seem like an American assassination. <laughs> yeah, it does seem uh, Israeli. So, Iran claims that it has evidence. It's just a vibe. Uh, Iran claims it has evidence that Israel was behind the assassination of Mosin, uh, one of the country's top nuclear scientists, but has not prevented, presented any of its as evidence, and Israel has not claimed responsibility. Mind you, they haven't denied <laughs> responsibility as well. Uh, so, uh, good, good, great. <laughs> So this this whole article is from CNN and it's uh, it's about skepticism about whether or not the hit would be pulled off this way, and one of the reasons is, um, let's see, Fars claims the vehicle and used in the assassination exploded. Some some sort of remotely activated explosive would have also had to be stored securely. Um, oh, so a country or actor would have had to smuggle in valuable technology, including communications relays, satellite receivers, and a weapon that could be operated remotely, experts say. None of this is hard stuff to source. Right. You literally have in your pocket something that can communicate, like, extremely long what? ranges. What? Yeah. Um, the equipment would have to be, would probably have to be smuggled in piecemeal and assembled once inside Iran. Like that's never fucking happened anywhere in, in, in the world. Something's being smuggled one part of it. There's a Johnny Cash song <laughs> about building a fucking vehicle one part at a time by stealing it from the Ford plant or right. Dodge plant or wherever the fuck you worked. This uh, isn't inconceivable by any means. No. And, you know, uh, Israel has been talking about this guy very publicly for like two years. You can get a lot done in two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that's crazy. So anyways, um, during the operation itself, none of this equipment could fail since there would be no one <gasps> on site to fix it. That's how fucking a communications failure, a jammed gun, a self-destruct device that didn't detonate. Yeah. Any but- single failure could compromise <laughs> the entire assassination and leave the technology on the side of the road for Iranian security forces to intercept, Dorian. But when they assassinated Kennedy... You know, the gun could have jammed. He could have fallen down <laughs> no. the stairs. He are could have not that, had the Are the you saying that the... assassinations are carried out with fallible equipment all the fucking time? Uh, are, are, like literally are. like the chair that the assassin is sitting in while he lies in <laughs> wait could break and like make him embarrassed so he doesn't he doesn't want to do the assassination anymore. Right. I, I all of these things are possible, Mike. You know, I went to the I was well. I didn't. The The fact is that I didn't. But I was going to go to the store the other day to okay. pick up a six pack. But uh, you were worried so that you and I could have it together. That the door wouldn't work. Well, yeah, I was afraid <laughs> the door was going to jam and I wouldn't be able to leave the house. Uh, and I was worried that my my uh, car, the gas could have leaked out uh, and the coolant could have all been gone. Well, you know, uh, maybe there would be birds outside. I got to say, I'm a, I'm a little bit miffed by this, if I'm being honest. <laughs> what? Um, (laughs) so obviously everything, especially in the military equipment world is is very, is very fallible. Oh, oh. And, and what's upset me now is that I realized (laughs) they sent me to an entire war zone with only one gun. (laughs) 
that could have <laughs> potentially failed at any given moment. And then what would I do? And this is also this is also relying on the idea that there was no contingency. Like yeah. there there didn't happen to like be just like, like a, an agent sitting in a like upstairs window somewhere. Well, like I mean, I'm thinking like, like a U.S. drone just ready to blast the fucking vehicle. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure if 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 you put together this ridiculous machine uh, in order to murder this man uh, that you might have uh, a couple backup plans. Like, a, what do they call it? Uh, a contingency uh, yeah, plan. Right. Um, it's like there's a plan B. I don't know where I'm coming up with all these terms. It's like they're phrases that are really common in culture and we understand that that's how life works. But, but here's the really Sorry. cool part about this <laughs> argument that they're making. Right. Okay. I don't think that a remote control gun was used there, said the security expert. Oh. I think Iranians published that to minimize the scale of the group who did it and the scale of penetration into the country by operational elements. Oh, that's an interesting take. So what they're I- saying is all of this couldn't have been smuggled in and then they drive directly into, no, 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 this group is like way bigger than they're probably making it out to be. So right. somehow you've smuggled like an insane amount of people in here, but not enough people or not enough equipment <laughs> to make this happen in the way that it's happened. Right. These are two extremely conflicting ideals that they're very fundamental like layers. Oh, for sure. But but while I disagree with his original take that like they would have never done it, it seems too ridiculous. Oh, no, no, um, that's gonna I, get better. I, I do agree with the second half that that is potentially oh, yeah, true. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, of course, could be. of course, you never. <clears throat> That Look, seems like an, an okay reading. I don't it, care what contact. fucking state you're talking about. You mm. never trust state media. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, Iran is giving the full story. Of course, Iran isn't. Why would they? Right. They have a they have a, a an incentive to not give the whole story. Here. Yeah. Like they didn't tell anyone about the 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 robotic dinosaur with a flamethrower in its mouth that they <laughs> right, found yeah. tra- trailing the car, <laughs> which would have taken years and years to smuggle into the country uh, well i mean they could have just brought in that uh those, those like monster th- truck rallies oh, I, into i thought you were gonna lead run. into like a metal gear reference and i was getting oh, ready for fuck. it yeah damn it i missed it because you talked about do a you, robot with fire breathing and yeah. do, do you remember the, the the dinosaur that they used to have with those monster truck rallies though nope they they used to have this on tv uh all I, the time i but guess i grew up in a different place than uh you. <laughs> I think this was like just a weird, I mean, like just Pan American thing. I mean, yeah, there's there's like a. I'm gonna find this shit. There's like a mythology of this dinosaur dinosaur I think that exists. Yeah, got a vague concept. I had a VHS of it when I was a kid. Uh, So let me let me continue while you're looking that up. (laughs) The technology to fire at a target from a remote controlled vehicle is not particularly new. What? Whoa. Raphael, an Israeli defense company specializing in weapons, sells its Samson 30 remote weapon system to more than 25 other countries. And while it was much too large to fit in a Nissan, this is hardly the only such system on the market. Germany, Spain, the United States, Australia, and others all manufacture similar systems. So they're saying, no, 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 no. It's impossible for them to have done this and use this. Hey, also, this does exist, and it's sold so people obviously want it for some reason. Right. Uh, it's something we already have in the military, said retired <laughs> Brigadier General uh, Nitin Nuriel, a former director of Israel's Counterterrorism Bureau, noting it does not mean Israel was responsible for the assassination. 
We do have a machine gun controlled from far away, he said. We have observation abilities around Gaza, which also have the ability to shoot, and it is controlled from afar. It is not something you have to have someone in, pl in place in order to do. They're giving away the fucking game while they're, like, denying it. It's incredible, right. you know? Well, yeah. 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 And it's... I don't know. I, I, I don't need to add. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I just, I just thought that this, this article was both, like incredibly stupid but also amazing and and the the hoops that they jumped through to go through you know proving or not proving but at least putting the idea there that no no no, no israel didn't do this because of you know x y and z reasons but also this is widely available technology um which the the israeli government admits to having <laughs> you know right it's uh and easily operatable yeah yeah you got this fucking robot dinosaur. I yet? got you the robot dinosaur. I sent it right. to, to you on the chat. Okay, yeah. well, let's, uh, let's skip it's all this. It's not as cool as I remember it being as a child. Surprise! Uh, unlike most things, which are just as cool as you remember them being, uh, you... nostalgia is not a poison uh, that's rotting our brains out. But which chat did you send uh, it to? The, the Zoom. Oh, who uses the Zoom? I don't know because it was there. It's right there. I mean, you're, you're the guy that has a dinosaur background on his computer. I thought you'd appreciate this. Yeah. Oh. I sent you a giant Bing link. More. Oh, dude. What? I don't know how to use Zoom at all, man. Just, just go down where it says chat at the bottom and then click the link. It doesn't say that because I'm, I'm sharing the screen you. son of a you. bitch. You fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, now the uh, now the listener gets a, a <laughs> gets front row how you get seat to, to how we uh, how we actually talk to each other. <laughs> look, I'll I'll take a look at the robot later. Yeah, we, we've got big no. This is shit ridiculous. Why are we here? spending time on the robot dinosaur from the 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 monster truck rallies? Yeah, you did that. Don't to call us. me white trash. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said Jesus we grew up in a different Christ. place. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, we've established some things about yeah. uh, the the climate here. Yeah, some of the <laughs> motives and incentives. Um, Joe Biden, mm, fuck yeah, Joe. So I've said for a long time that uh, uh, Joe Biden is bad for a lot of reasons and one of the reasons he's bad and you know on a scale from biden to trump yeah sure thankfully we won't have to he's better say but that anymore yeah after a while right he's better no, we won't <laughs> but in like ways that are like really cryptic and he's also bad in like ways that are you know also really cryptic yeah uh one of the ways that he's bad is he loves the intelligence community fuck yeah he does um and you know People have been quoted as saying, you know, analysts have been quoted as saying things like uh, the intelligence community must have been doing cartwheels to celebrate after Biden won the election. Uh, one of the reasons is he's publicly promised to restore faith in the intelligence community. Uh, he's also promised to um, maybe not expand its funding, but like help with their funding in some way. Uh, at least restore trust in, in the intelligence community, promising to, you know, always listen to the intelligence community, which has never gone bad for us. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. It's always gone good. In fact. Yeah. Per okay. my memory. So, so this is an article from, oh, you. Son of 
paywalled. <laughs> oh man, a hundred and fifty dollars a year. Yeah, it's for fu- oh my it's god, a pretty for good foreign source. policy. Damn. Sometimes, I mean, sure, but mm. goddamn that. Anyways, it was a it was an article about how uh, cool. Uh, the intelligence community was when we were uh, leading up to the invasion of Iraq. All, all I know about any of this is that if you want uh, to, if you want to educate and inform a populace, and that's really really important to you, you should make sure you put everything behind a uh, hundred and fifty to five hundred dollar a year paywall. Yeah, there there was a um, meme going around. Uh, Democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> well, there was that, but there was like it, it was a different article. It was it was something like the liberal news media is losing against right wing conservative right, media right. because Breitbart's free. And- well, no, it was like the Daily Stormer was free, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then you've got uh, you know the Washington Post: Democracy dies in darkness behind a paywall. Right. Well, of course, everybody's going to read the one that's fucking free. It doesn't matter what it says to them; they just want to get like some bearing on what's going on in the world. Right. I tell you that I used to have a Stormfront account. That doesn't surprise me. It was uh, yeah. my username was too white for you. <laughs> that was good. I, I I get like a yearly happy birthday email from them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing. Does Washington Post do that? I don't know because I never fucking subscribed because yeah. I don't have the money to pay for it. No. I do have the money to pay for it. I just Washington Post isn't that good. No, no. Yeah. That's that's the other half of the problem is uh, very disingenuous uh, news reporting that uh, necessarily seems to because um, Washington Post is the one that's uh, indirectly owned by Bezos, right? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah just so happens to never publish anything negative about amazon really or if it is it's like a really softball sort of like hey they're being a little naughty (laughs) um and then you know in general just kind of simps for uh for uh corporations fuck yeah i mean why wouldn't you you would gotta get on their good side okay so foreign (laughs) policy let us down put us behind a paywall put baby in a corner so to speak I'll give a brief synopsis of what happened in the lead up to Iraq. Um, There was the belief that maybe Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. What? What? Who would say that? Reasonable question to ask, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, you know, the intelligence agencies that were asking this question Mm -hmm. and then they sought... Uh, all the evidence that they could possibly compile and manipulate into being evidence of weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, like who would have uh, uh, like giant uh, shipping containers? Yeah, well, you yeah, know? yeah, and, like and a like, nation with shipping containers and in it seems long sus. metallic tubes, right? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. It was, yeah. the, it was the tubes, it was long metallic tubes. Uh, yeah, uh, I work in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Is anything made of tubes? There's actually quite a lot of things that are made of really? long metallic tubes. Do you need things to like flow through other things or or anything like yeah, that? Would, Does that you ever be occur? surprised? Uh, depending on you are know, things ever what, shipped in tubes, what municipality you work or live in. Uh, depending on like the size of that municipality, you could have like literally like five to ten foot round 
long metallic tubes under the ground like right next D- to your house D- depending on where you live you could live in an area with anywhere between one and 200 tubes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> if you tear open a lot of these walls you're gonna find long metallic tubes they're gonna be on a different scale right uh, but yeah uh long metallic tubes was like one of their one of their uh their smoking gun evidences that uh iraq had weapons yeah. of mass destruction because Clearly, nothing else in the world is made of long metallic tubes. I mean, and what is the what is the you know notion that another country can't? Maybe they did have missiles of some kind, right? What does America have? Literal uh, missile meh, silos, meh, meh, meh. nuclear <laughs> missile silos that can reach the other side of the planet. They Look, can reach back to us if they wanted to. I'm just I think. worried that Portugal is going to develop weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> right? And then- <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be a real shame if a country that's never never used uh, a nuke on another country <laughs> also had a nuke. <laughs> well, we did it for a good reason. We had to scare Russians. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the intelligence community got it in their heads, and this is why the the idea of what the intelligence community is is fundamentally flawed. The intelligence community is not a fact finding agency. No, nope. it should, in theory, work as a fact finding agency, but a lot of times, what they're operating under is either orders or uh, some kind of concept that they need to prove. Right. And in this case, with Iraq, the concept that they needed to prove, they they were working off the given that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. And so now they needed to compile all of the evidence. They needed to essentially work backwards from the conclusion in order to prove it. Thank God our judicial system doesn't work off of state prosecutors that do exactly the same thing or like police officers that drive around (laughs) trying to do that or anyway, whatever. That would suck. Yeah, it's it's not like a proven uh, uh, miscons or yeah, right. A misstep in uh, in how you approach the uh, the process of finding out the truth or something. I also love that the CIA uh, crest has that has a version of that weird star on it that uh, all heroin addicts end up getting like somewhere on their body. <laughs> uh. It's like a nautical star plus some. <laughs> it's, it's the super nautical star. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. It looks like a like a sea anemone. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nautical sea. Well, I mean, you're saying it looks delicious. Yeah. Not nautical in like the, uh, the nautical star sense, a nautical sea anemone. Cause obviously uh-huh. all, all sea anemones are nautical. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, so, so now, now we have the intelligence agencies are almost explicitly operating off of the assumption that <clears throat> Iran has been working on weaponizing their their nuclear uh their nuclear material <laughs> sorry i'm knocking yeah, shit okay. down <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little distracting over there buddy sorry pal uh so so we, we have um already heard the rumblings from the intelligence community that iran is probably working on nuclear weapons uh this is dangerous and so what we have now is we have a president who is going to enter uh and embolden the intelligence agencies and put more trust in the intelligence agencies which we need we need more stop in the cia please stop please stop please stop (laughs) (laughs) um so uh yeah um Fuck you! You made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, pal. The 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 fucking Biden wants to put oh, more trust in the CIA. Yeah. 
wants to put more trust into the intelligence agencies, oh, wants yeah. to build them up. And the intelligence agencies are running with this narrative that Iran has nuclear weapons. I mean, of course. Uh, I would not doubt if very soon after the inauguration, and and this has already happened in some cases, but what we're going to hear the narrative being is that Trump backed out of the nuclear deal. All mm-hmm. right. Everybody right. knows Trump is bad, right? This of is course, how the news yeah. media is going to play it. And so Trump is bad. He backed out of this nuclear deal. When he backed out of the nuclear deal, Iran just ran fucking nuts. They yeah. did whatever they wanted. They started a nuclear weapons program. And unfortunately, because Trump did such a bad job, mm-hmm. now we have to fight Iran. I uh, agree that that is uh, extremely likely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. That's uh that's that's what we just spent uh, an hour and 37 minutes working up to. And it seems worthwhile. Um, that was kind of most of what I wanted to say. Um, All right. Take your medicine. We do. Uh, no, 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 no. We, we have some good news. Uh, Jared Kushner heads to Middle East amid tensions over Iranian uh, nuclear scientist killing. How could you have Kush in your last name and be that lame? I know, right? You know? <laughs> I'm oh, very clever. Well, you see... What what needs to happen here is you guys need to get along and <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know why you're making this so hard uh, on me. I'm trying to fix the opiate crisis. <laughs> I've only worked in situations where uh, there was already peace. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually just selling a house that Daddy told me he was set up for me. And anyway, uh, I already mentioned that uh, uh, early in uh, 2020, we we. Uh, Increase the staff of a uh, air base we have in Saudi Arabia. No big deal. Yeah. No biggie. Um, yeah, the U.S. troop presence grew from. It doesn't say where it started, but uh, we've got the two thousand five hundred people uh, stationed in a Saudi uh, air base now. Mm. probably probably nothing to that no no it's this seems normal uh i mean how many people are usually there probably? oh and, and in case you're geographically unfamiliar uh-huh. uh, uh saudi arabia and iran are, are very close to each other mm, in proximity um iraq is actually kind of sandwiched in a way like on their on their northern tips <laughs> like kind of like acting like a uh middleman between their tips i guess <laughs> oh, say it again say it again <laughs> yeah I, I use the word tips for a reason fuck yeah man that's I, so I good know the audience man yeah the listener the listener loves that tip talk yeah uh by the way no one got back to me about the whole that whole car talk thing dude how have you people not seen car talk you f- fucking cretinous shitheads they were probably I hate the listener. Well, while you were while you were listening to car talk, they were probably banging pussy, dude. Are are you I hope you're saying they're older than me. I well <laughs> <laughs> No, they were just cooler than you, man. They're just they're just like eight year olds just just plowing ass. That's that what you're not saying? what I would no, it's not what I would say ever. <laughs> this is why I'm why I'm saying I hope they're just older than me. Yeah. Are you some kind of no, they're older than you. You strange, hey, uh, strange so, man. So I, uh, I posted a little bit about this Hell on yeah. the, uh, the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to leave on a good note because wow. with, uh, with the uh, the situation in Iran, yeah. um, 
I'm almost certain that we are going to see some kind of armed conflict, some kind of real hot war developed there. Right. And uh, that, that terrifies me in a lot of ways for, uh, for all the reasons I mentioned before with, you know, Russia and China getting involved and Israel having nuclear weapons. Right. And I mean, the last proxy war we had between like, I mean, we yeah, were on both you know, sides, all, but all the, all the but, proxy wars that we've been in have gone really well. Too. Yeah. I mean, the last, the last time we were supporting Iraq and in fighting Iran and Iran and fighting Iraq, that was, pretty uh, uh that was fine yeah wasn't a big that wasn't a bad one yeah that, that hasn't gone on for yeah yeah um so india mm-hmm. maybe uh maybe good things they're here. a really I, big country i wish they had some kind of like big workers thing happen they they apparently do have some what? kind of big workers thing what happening are you talking right about? now and what it's amazing it? that 250 million according to a lot of reports over 250 million people uh have engaged in a general strike and nice. i literally could not find a mainstream new, news media source on this that is so fucked <laughs> like i searched it and then i searched like keywords like cnn india strike and it was like stuff from like way back and I don't know if maybe that'll change by the time I put this recording up just to make me look like an asshole. Right. But usually when you, media is usually when you type in when you type in a, a news story mm-hmm. like India general strike. Uh, if there's a general strike happening, usually that would pop up with something. right? Yeah. You know, you would you would expect like mm-hmm. CNN, uh, NBC, MSNBC, maybe like an off sort of one like Politico. uh commenting on nothing mm-hmm. nothing when you when you google search india general strike you think they uh, um, are worried about i believe something? i believe yeah i believe there is a clear bias in the way that this is being reported Weird. and i'm not the kind of person that's always like oh the mainstream media isn't talking about this enough and then i like post a link to cnn like on on their website or something like that yeah it didn't make like the 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 headline news at nine o'clock or whatever but you know, normally mainstream news media does cover a lot of these things. And that's why uh, I posted about this on the, the Instagram, uh, not to discredit what's going on in India, but I am interested in hearing uh, an actual perspective from somebody in India or somebody who is familiar with the situation. Yeah, in I India some people to, to ask uh, about this. Yeah. Also, by the way, us saying that it doesn't appear in the mainstream uh, news, that's not... Uh, it's not saying it didn't happen because the, the, no, no, this, no, no, no. this is well or, or 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 and and that's not something you can just ignore because it still appears in Jacobin. It still appears. I mean, there's a Wikipedia about yeah, there, it. There everything. Are plenty, there are plenty there, there, of news sources reporting yes, it. Exactly. But you would expect just you would expect like international or yeah, something. something with the international yeah. presence of like CNN, right. Washington exactly. Post, New York Times, MSNBC, some some, some of these just, large organizations, just these left leaning uh, publications that give a shit about <laughs> yeah. this general strike weird, for some reason. Weird how that's the uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, for, first on the list, Jacobin. In, yeah. yeah, typing it in again. The first one is Jacobin, uh, which is probably one of the larger left wing uh, news sources in America. Um, Editorial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia is like the next biggest one. Industrialunion.org. I don't know them very well. All right. Uh, leftvoice.org. Like nothing from from any of the, uh, the major. Uh, the india times yeah the india times of course has to report on it because it's like hey look at look at your window dummy it's raining (laughs) oh the guardian uh if you dig into it enough yeah something pop up um 
But anyway, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. This is uh, Indian towns and cities grind to a halt as workers stage 24 hour protests. This is January 8th. So they only. Oh, that's hilarious. They only reported. I've got some thoughts about The Guardian right now. Um, but uh, surely that you couldn't possibly. Yeah. Have- uh, but yeah, they only reported on, on yeah, a strike under the context of lockdowns bad, maybe? That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, if uh, any of the, I know, I know uh, well, VPNs could be involved, but um, <laughs> I know I've talked to at least one person from India. Hmm. Um, I don't believe they were living in India at the time, but they, they were from India. Right. Uh, but looking at the uh the metadata on soundcloud it looks like we have like two or three people that listen to the the show from india hell yeah um so if any of you listen to this uh and would be interested in me interviewing you sometime uh, in the next week or two i would be very very excited to do that um unfortunately i do not speak a lick of any other language than english uh if you need a translator um I can try to look around to see if there's some people who would be willing to translate. I mean, if they're listening to us. Yeah, if they're listening to us, I assume. <laughs> but but there is a thing where, you know, right. some people can hear a language yeah, and yeah, yeah. understand it, but they have trouble speaking sure, it. Sure, for sure. Or there may be an issue like confidence in speaking it. Right. Um, I'm willing to work with uh, any any one of those circumstances, and I'd be very happy to talk to you about the, uh, you know, 250 million people is most of the U.S. Yeah. That's uh, a lot that's, of that's folks. like more than than the entire workforce of the U.S. I believe probably uh, because yeah. you know out of like what three hundred and sixty million people you got to assume like most of those are children or, or not most of those but a good portion of right. those are children or, or elderly and, yeah um, so this is essentially like the entire workforce of the U.S. right and uh, um, there uh, another essay suggestion for folks but Walter Benjamin's uh, critique of violence. Uh, is a really fantastic piece to read through if you're interested in any kind of revolutionary uh, action, violent or otherwise, and the ethics behind that kind of thing, the way that different forms of natural law and and positive law work. Um, But uh, he ultimately comes to the conclusion that the only uh, both effective and ethically uh, viable form of, uh, of, of revolutionary violence against the state is stuff like these massive general strikes. And whether or not you agree that it's the only one, it is still a great way to uh, be an ethical human being while helping things grind to a stop and potentially make things change. You know, like we had a, maybe a chance to do with COVID at the beginning and stuff, but kind of fucked that up. Uh, well, there was. It's never too late. <clears throat> Just real quick, you, mm. you're bringing this up. Um, there have been strikes, but. There have been yeah. strikes. There was a very, very good one that happened. I think it was like the Longshoremen or something like that. Right. But it was a it was a pretty large scale uh, strike that happened on the West Coast. And you got to imagine the West Coast does so much uh, importing and exporting yeah. and having all that, you know, some of some of that product, you know, is uh, is perishable or whatever. Um, huge amounts of the the Longshoremen, I think it was Union or maybe it was the Harbor uh harborman union or something like that mm. uh huge portions of them went on strike and basically shut down the entire west coast like shipping option op- 
operation. Right. Uh, and it took them like uh, less than a full day before a deal was struck. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but because- and then on the opposite side, you have things like in uh, New Orleans, uh, there was the sanitation strike there that was immediately scabbed by, uh, by prisoners. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Then- there's, there's, there's unfortunate ways. And, and, you know, that's, and there are ongoing like university strikes yeah. uh, just to call back to this again. I've mentioned it before, but, you know, University of Chicago, my alma mater, they they had or maybe do still have. I'm shamefully enough, not paying enough attention to it, but they had a big graduate uh, worker strike. There's a lot of major ones going on right now. There's um, there's a lot of efforts uh, in that general area. Uh, some folks that I know that uh, are engaged with a lot of union activity around this kind of thing that are, is directly related to COVID uh, and a lot of these ongoing issues. Um, but uh, uh, tenant strikes as well, just all sorts of shit. And striking is good, folks. It's like the only fucking tool you have a lot of the time, uh, but people are yeah, scared of doing it for in, in the case of reasons. Uh, the the sanitation worker strike in Louisiana mm. or New Orleans specifically, right? Um, I don't think that they miscalculated the way that that should have turned out. No, no, no. I think when when it comes down to that, uh, there needs to be a little bit more direct action, so to speak. Um, not to say that you should sabotage anything. Or make things so that they can't work, even if you have somebody else in their place. <laughs> right. But that might be a good way when it comes down to that. I mean, um, we, we don't want to like. I would never endorse of, this. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't from, don't pour think, sugar into fucking concrete or anything like yeah, that. Think, think of this from like a war game perspective. Like, just imagine that we're playing a strategy game called uh, New Orleans Sanitation Worker Strike. <laughs> Uh, 2023 Uh Uh 2023 because they've had a couple of these now um and this is a future one uh yeah you uh you maybe uh make things so that even if they grab somebody else to throw in your shoes and do your job uh, the job still can't be done all right that's uh, that's my thoughts on that yeah uh thank you very much to everyone who listened again um Always interested in talking to people with international perspectives, uh, especially right now, uh, those who have uh, Iranian perspective uh, or an Indian perspective. I'm also, you know, I feel like I should have brought this up at some point, but uh, there's the stuff going on with uh, uh, Bosnia. Shoot. Hmm. No, not Bosnia. Uh. God damn it, I feel like such an asshole right now. Yeah, this is missing me. What are you? Um what what I've, I've totally lost it. Uh not Bosnia. Shit. Where's what what is the context of this? It's over in like the Baltic area. Okay. But but Oh, there's there's like a, a weird like takeover Azerbaijan. Oh. Have you heard anything about this? No, I I knew Armenia, that there was Armenia and Azerbaijan are going at it. Oh right, yes, I did hear about this. Um, I feel really bad that I blinked on the name. I'm just like I've been talking about too many countries. I think right. also I'm like five beers in. <laughs> um, if anybody would like to talk to me about that and have some some kind of perspective on it, I know that uh, 
there's there's a lot of political political stuff going uh, around about you know who's in the right and who's in the wrong um from what i understand armenia is basically being uh, annexed right now hell yeah um so my position as a gut feeling is that armenia is uh being victimized here um and that's mostly what i've seen people saying um obviously any kind of annexation like this is horrible and terrible uh so if anybody has any perspective on that that they'd like to share i would also be uh, very interested in talking to you um and you can uh you can reach me at my uh my instagram i'm at benzo rehab dungeon or you can talk to uh Danko, who was at dank to lose yep um all of our links are for our other things are in our uh our profiles on instagram um and uh and with with all that we've said before it's good to note that any kind of um fruitful and expansive leftist effort is going to necessarily be uh transnational international absolutely Um, it's uh one of my favorite little Deleuze things, you know, uh, not not uh, not everyone agrees with this necessarily, but uh, leftism has nothing to do with government. There has never been a leftist government. Yeah. Yep. All right. With that, thank you very much for listening. We love you. Please take your medicine. And take Mike's. I'll take mine this time. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, buddy. I take mine. <laughs>